you think we should just start off like instead of just is it actually doing something yeah it's recording okay i, I don't i just have the i have the channels kind of down oh I, okay i see it growing now. yeah channels were kind of down because we were overly loud oh. there when we were previously talking so yeah. i had to you turn had it down a little completed. bit yeah. Oh, uh, do you think we should just start off by saying what the hell we are? Like right at the beginning? Right at the beginning, like from now on? Like a big burst of energy, just be like, Hi everybody, welcome to Kind of Epic Show, I'm David Gilman. I'm Gabriel Canada. And I'm David West, I guess we are. <laughs> so. Here at Kind of Epic Show, every week we sit around a table and talk about the, the events of pop culture. Uh, that you know, TV, movies, all that crap. Let me throw a thing here. Like what? you, you have a good dictatorial tone, apparently, because you're able to just like get David to like have done things by having done something. <laughs> From Double Dare. Yeah. <laughs> well, I double dare you to download Podomatic.com's app and then listen to a kind of epic show. Okay. No. No. Hopefully that was too much. Hopefully that was, they that already are. These earphones suck. Yeah, they I told hurt. you. They hurt. <laughs> they hurt my ears. But uh, but the listeners, we don't hurt the listeners' ears. But uh, so yeah, um, this week uh, me and David are going to start off by talking about Gone Girl. Yep. Which is uh, why I'm going to be gone. <laughs> yep. He's going to shut uh, up and maybe even possibly leave the room. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're going to hit the pause button, watch an episode of Gotham, come back and talk about some superhero television. Is this the second episode of Gotham? <laughs> Third. 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 Oh. We, we haven't talked about the second episode, which we'll do at the same time. So yeah. second episode Selena, and the third episode's title is... Oh. oh. The Balloon Man, I think. The Balloon Man, like yeah. yeah. Another um, vigilante comes to Gotham. Or yeah. a vigilante, can't say another. But yeah, just to warn everybody, um, we deal with spoilers. We're yeah. going to talk about everything freely. So if you don't want to hear about crap, um, you should probably not For listen. some people, they feel as though Gotham itself is just a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Bruce Wayne's parents died? That's got to be critical to the plot in some way. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> At the Michael Rosenbaum panel at PopCon, people were booing Gotham. Really? Yeah, he asked how it was, and people were booing <laughs> at a Smallville panel. <laughs> I, I, I loved Smallville for what it was. Yeah. Gotham's already a better show. I'm going to be curious to hear David's other David's opinion on this, because you seem like really gung-ho for Gotham. I think it has its issues. I think the show is schizophrenic. I think it's more schizophrenic than the Joker at this point already. I can actually sort of agree with that. Yeah. Too. But anyway, we're yeah. getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we um, are. Let's uh, first talk about the... Uh, Should I hit the space bar and go to our music? Oh, uh, sure. well, I want to point out one last Batman time before you hit the space bar. Okay. Um, gone Girl. Space bar? Space, space, space bar? Space bar. <laughs> but no... Uh, You've been doing that a lot today. Is it just because of how much you've talked? This is, even for me, is a large volume of talking. For those who are unaware, we've been recording now for almost four hours. Yeah. They moved a bit. Though. Yeah. We changed locations. <laughs> we changed locations. David cut his finger. We had some food. And, uh, yeah. Finger. I don't even remember. Oh, there it is. But yeah, for, I didn't mean for a long lead up. I was just going to say that Gone Girl stars the next Batman. Alright, I'm going I'm to hit stop. You got Batfleck is in this one. But he didn't press record soon yeah. enough, or I was going to keep going. 
You that should really you should talk show, yeah. to Micah. Maybe he needs a new uh, something new to sample. Oh yeah, right. Uh, so Gone Girl. Um, the credits started to roll, and I started to laugh. <laughs> Wait, which, which name is last You don't. You, I thought you said this was one of Fincher's best entries, and you're laughing. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. No. Critics have just said. Critics have said that <laughs> because it's gotten pretty good reviews. Yeah, it's I mean, gotten okay. good enough reviews that Twin Peaks is coming back on air. If we're honest, why does that have to do with David Finch? That's Lynch. Oh, Lynch. Yeah, Did I yeah. just get David's? Com- well, yeah. I confuse David's all the time because the two of you fuckers. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I was thinking about the best way to put this. 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I, I was thinking about the best way to put this. Okay. It's a visually gorgeous film. It really is. All, the acting in it is pretty fucking great. Yeah. Um, and I love the ideas they're going after. The idea of perception. Nin- 91% user. Uh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love the themes they're going after. The idea of perception. Like uh, the, the, the influence of media and how that... You know, can't actually fuck with reality. How we see things, how, and even the idea of a, a marriage, um, how that you know we we put up these fronts when we meet somebody and we fall in love because we're trying to be the best version of ourselves. <clears throat> and when you're married, that like slowly degrades as you sort of go back to who you really are. There's all these really interesting ideas. The issue I have with it is the plot. <laughs> can I can I ask you what the plot is before I like leave the room? Because like I don't know what the plot is from the trailer. I assume that somebody has been abducted. Ben Affleck's wife Amy um, goes missing one morning, and then a giant manhunt for her begins. And then there's the twist that once again spoilers. You don't want to you know ruin the movie. Yeah, for stop listening. Gabe if... obviously doesn't give a shit. Um, Amy, I couldn't even remember which director I was talking about. <laughs> um, Amy purposely has gone missing in order to frame her husband for murder because he's cheating on her, and so and she's a controlling, manipulative psychopath. Yeah. So this is reverse double jeopardy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's a. It's. Sort of a ridiculous idea to a certain degree because, but but that part worked. I feel like it worked through that. Well, I mean, it. I don't really think it ultimately works that well because it it, it, it turns very soap opery. Well, I, I feel like everything after, like she comes back, is ridiculous. <laughs> I think everything with Neil Patrick Harris is also a little ridiculous. But he did such a good job. Uh, but. He he also isn't like an actual person. It doesn't yeah. seem like yeah. like I, I heard complaints that he had. There's a lot more to him in the books. Oh, the, okay. He's missing, gotcha. which probably would have helped flesh out that situation more. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely don't mind. Not I, I definitely don't mind seeing it. I, yeah. I I did enjoy myself, but I would call it flawed. Hmm. I, I guess that's fair. There, some of the some of the dialogue was just pretty ridiculous. There's there's times where I was like laughing at what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was intentional. <laughs> um, there were a couple of things that bugged me. Like evidently Ben Affleck's been out of work, plays a bunch of video games, drinks a lot of beer, and he's Batman. Like he's buff. <laughs> he looks like Batman. Maybe exercises. 
They yeah. never said. They you just don't said know what he does between his no. game time. <laughs> no, but they portray this character that to me should be a little bit more slubby. Mm-hmm. But you got jacked Ben Affleck, probably more jacked than I've seen him in any other movie. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you? Uh, did you guys see what he did on Bill Maher this weekend? No, I didn't. I, I, they were I, having a debate about the um, whether it's sort of a touchy thing. It was about kind of the idea of dismissing certain ideas in Islam that are obviously against, like Bill Maher and this other guy sort of tried to define what liberalism is meant to be and how certain portions of Islam goes against (coughs) that and Ben Affleck got very annoyed with them and sort of said their ideas were very racist and so on and so forth it's, it's, kind of, it's sort of worth it's it's a little annoying because everybody starts talking over each other oh I, I kind of like it when they get into arguments they did they definitely yeah. did well that's one thing I don't like about Bill Maher but this is a review of Gone Girl sorry well you know we're talking yeah. about Ben Affleck yeah fair <laughs> enough fair enough um yeah beautifully shot I, I think the stuff with Ben Affleck and because I kind of have it in my mind divided into like three acts uh mm-hmm. Ben Affleck being act one yeah. Her side, Act 2, even though Ben Affleck's side is still going on in that yeah, a little yeah. bit. And then when she comes back, basically mm-hmm. Act 3. Or when Neil Patrick Harris takes her in. Well, no, I think but... her coming back is the beginning of yeah. Act 3. Act 2, I mean, it's sort of like the midpoint thing when she uh, like gets captured by Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Um, she, she doesn't get captured by Neil Patrick Harris. Well, she does. Because, you know, he keeps her in there because he knows she can't leave without revealing that she's not actually missing. Yeah, well... It, yeah. When you say captured by him, it seems well, like there's malicious intent, which we don't know for sure if there is. There's creepy intent. It's, cre- it's definitely creepy. <laughs> it's definitely creepy on both sides. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't. I, I almost feel like the, my favorite part of the movie is the beginning because we we at that point we don't know what's yeah. going on and there's a lot of doubt toward Ben Affleck's yeah. character. What's his name? Nick. Nick. There, there's a lot of doubt toward Nick yeah. and about what did he do. Yeah. And it's sort of playing with the idea of perception once again, where we're only seeing this portion of the story, this portion yeah. of what happened. And because of that, we're being forced to fill in things mm-hmm. and uh, you know, laying down on Nick like everybody else is. And then once we see what actually happened, it's a completely different movie to a certain degree. Yeah. It really does switch. I mean, it's, it's this mystery for, for the first... 40 minutes or so, so, yeah. A good mystery, a good mystery. Like, I I mean, edge of your seat, kind of like what the fuck happened, what's Mm -hmm. going to happen. Um, Because, I mean, you really feel that, okay, he's in deep shit. Like, she's... Because even towards the end of his, we start, like, okay, this is getting fishy. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, still not sure if he did it, but also, like, okay, what else is fucking going on? Because clearly it's more than just Mm -hmm. what it is. And, uh... You know, I really liked that about it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of completely <laughs> switches what what it is when it switches to her side, which I can't even really define her section of it to well enough, you know? Well, I guess, what do you mean exactly define it? Well, his, his side was definitely more of a... Uh, a mystery, like a, a mystery, you know, like a. Well, like her a, okay. At that point, I guess hers is more like the thriller because at that point, we already know what's going on. Yeah, really, a whole lot of suspense, 
except just watching her trying to keep hidden. And yeah. I, I, that, that's you know a section where the plot sort of annoys me as well because there's a lot of I don't know coincidence yeah. and just happenstance. Like when she hops up and loses her money that she has wrapped around her leg. Yeah. And that leads to her losing the money and then being. There's a lot of things that, first off, sort of seems to go against her character because it makes her look stupider, even though she is incredibly intelligent enough to, to plan this entire con. Which I want to say, she planned it by watching a bunch of crime shows on television which my mom watches all day, and I swear up and down she's planning to kill my father at some point. So, Or making it look like he killed her. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I've always questioned it, and finally they did that in a movie, which I was kind of like... Well, that's why they're going to move to the, the cabin in the middle of nowhere. That yeah. way it's easier to get away with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um... I did like the time jumping. I, I that's one thing I did like when it would show flashbacks of that meeting and their dates. I, I really liked that as well. I also like that because well, it, once again, perception where yeah. we're being shown these events from her point of view, mm-hmm. and with her narration, making things look a hell of a lot creepier. Yeah, than, it, it's sort of like the way the movie bookends with that shot of Ben Affleck looking down at her head. Yeah, and well, the saying, first the first first one, it's from her perspective. Did she, did she say it? I couldn't remember. Yeah, if he, she, she said it at the beginning. Okay. All right. I, couldn't, I, I, I thought maybe Ben did it. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah, it's, a, it's you know, the same shot, same lines, yeah. but entirely different. Context. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I understand why it's getting good reviews, and I understand why a lot of people are considering it to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. I just think certain portions of it are too ridiculous for me to really consider it great. Uh, all, I, I feel all the performances were, were great. Uh, Tyler Perry was good. I yeah. really like Tyler Perry. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. You okay. haven't seen the movie. You haven't seen the movie. He's, he's, he, he's Nick's lawyer. I, I just have yeah, to ask. He's lawyer. You, you, first of all, everything that you've just described to me does not make me not want to go see this film that yeah. you laughed at. Yeah, I and did. Se- <laughs> and secondly, secondly, you buried the lead. This film has Tyler Perry and Neil Patrick Harris in it. Yeah. Yes. This is like a universe imploding event. <laughs> what? And Batfleck. So, like, that's all I have to contribute is just, wow. Yeah. Wow. What in the heck is this movie? Yeah, and, and Tyler Perry does a good job. Yeah. Sort of... that, no, no, that, that's, 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 that's the bit that for That and the fact that Neil Patrick Harris is in it. And you get to see Neil Patrick Harris's bloody cock. Yeah, there's not. I, see, I did see his penis. <laughs> <laughs> it was covered in, like under a bunch of gore and stuff, but, it was, but it's God, there. there it <laughs> Unless it's fake, which yeah. is possible. What? Wow! Just I don't know if they're willing to show Affleck dick. Then yeah. Uh, Just but again, like even <laughs> she's so creepy during that entire time when she's at his cabin. Her like, lake house, or her his lake house. You say or, you say like a cabin, and p- people picture wood. Like, yeah, it's know, a lake house. Cabin. It's a beautiful lake house. It's, he it's has amazing house. technology. <laughs> it looked like a house Barney Stinson would have. I was waiting for a TV to pop on that took up an entire wall that we never actually got to see the TV. This this just bears, light up an entire room. This bears a question that I, I feel you two should answer for me since okay. I haven't seen the film. Okay. Wait for it. Okay. Okay. Continue podcast. Okay. Yeah, you have to finish that joke at some point. 
which yeah, you didn't yeah. do. So well, no, you you, you wait. Five. You have to wait for it. You failed. Five. It's more like slapsgiving. You have to wait. It has well, to build. No, because you say wait for it, pause, and then finish your joke, and you failed. You didn't so just get, say. Did you not get? The, let's move back on. Yeah. It was extremely creepy, and uh, well, my joke wasn't that creepy. <laughs> yeah, you know, this, you know, creepy, but yeah, I really like. I really liked it. It showed how fucking twisted she was when he leaves to go to work or whatever, and she fakes right like fakes the, the her bodily injuries. You know, she fucks a bottle and like hard to create. <laughs> well, what she did, she didn't. And then she, lacerations and. You know, that, I thought she uh, had like purposely like popped the cork inside of her to make a bruise. Well, I thought she was like jamming it. <laughs> like, well, the of wine. <laughs> well, that's what it looked like she was gonna try and do it and like sort of do this. <laughs> All right, guys. Why didn't you just explain that this is why you were laughing at the movie? Well, no, I asked no, you because, no, because it's brutal. Yeah. You were just like in Ooh. shock. During all this, well, because she's, when, she's creating she, lacerations she, on herself. When she slit Neil Patrick uh, uh, Harris's throat, yeah, I was laughing during. Uh, yeah, because the <laughs> blood was just pouring all over. Yeah, she's like, just like, I oh. don't consider this spoilers anymore. I just consider this things that will induce me to want to see the yeah, film, which is fine. It's, it's a good movie. I like the movie. It's yeah. it's good. It's long. If I if I was <laughs> have to force you to make a star rating. Like, what kind of a star rating would out you give this? Out of how many? Out of how many? Uh, well, I mean, how many do you want? Just, get, just give us just, a number. Just give us a number. Five stars. How many stars? I'd probably... Four? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with four. Because we keep doing this grade thing, yeah, and, like, four. you've been giving everything an A+, so it worries me. Well, so, well, that's because he's easy to please. <laughs> I am easy to please, especially when it comes to my superheroes. So, yeah, like, with stars, I feel like you're less liable to give somebody an A. You're like, I, I can feel, give you four stars. That's still a good film. Yeah, I, I feel like... Uh, I would have an easier time because I'm more unbiased when it comes to like dramas and shit. Yeah. So, with comedies, everything's like that was fucking funny. Five stars, man. <laughs> Five stars. Well, although uh, to be fair, well, there's the a lot of comedies are... we don't go see too. Yeah, you do screen. I think you like do a good job of like pre-screening the the kind of the materials that are going to yeah. be in our wheelhouse. I think. Yeah. Like let's be cast, fucking great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I preface that with certain qualifiers. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how about David? David, you didn't give uh, you didn't give your star rating. Yeah, he said like, four. Yeah, yeah, four as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we both completely agree. Yeah. And then yeah. That, that last act. Okay, let's let's move on to the last act, which I thought was just utterly ridiculous, <laughs> because I don't I don't know who would go through with that. Yeah, like she she escapes Neil Patrick Harris's house after making it look like she had tried. Well, he had tried to rape her, and she like drives up in one of his stolen cars, completely she's, bloody. Yeah, she's completely drenched with his blood still, and some nighty, and, and just the audacity of that. Like she walks up to Ben and Affleck. Ben knows so, everything yeah, at this point. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty much figured it out. Yeah, and he's like, "You bitch!" Yeah, like, they go, the, he leans in for a hug because the press is camped out in his front yard, and he leans in and he's like, "You." And just, I started dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just the, the fact that she was still playing him, you know? Like, she uh-huh. still is this mastermind that... Yeah, she, she. I mean, it, it, she's so far away from being, like, an actually human character yeah. that I, I sort of equated her to the Joker to a certain degree. Yeah. Where she's of a certain psychosis... She snapped. ...that is 
beyond how we actually comprehend yeah. people. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Luther, maybe very much like Luther. That's a might be a good analog. The 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 criminals in that where. Oh, in the TV show Luther. Yeah, in the TV show that. Luther. Because there's a he forms a relationship with a uh, serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's very much of that ilk where she's like an unbelievable genius who he still catches her <laughs> because she assumes every that she's too clever for everyone, essentially. But, but she's not too clever for him. She's got herself in such a, a spot in the movie where, okay, she comes back, Ben Affleck has explained it to uh, Tyler Perry, to the, the lead cop. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can't do anything. But they can't do anything about it because it's then handed over to the FBI and they've kind of closed the case. So the, the cop that was investigating the homicide to begin with, or the supposed homicide, can't do anything. She knows. She's just like, this is fucked up. Yeah. And it's questioning everything that uh, his wife is saying. To but she's surrounded like, you know, in a room with a full FBI agent yeah. to kind of shut her down. Yeah. Like, she knows from the beginning that there's something off about her story, but she isn't really able to investigate it fully. Yeah. Um, and just the the mental state that Ben has to be in to... Because he's always wanted kids. He's wanted kids. And uh, she ends up being pregnant. Yeah, she... Because he had... He, had, he apparently uh, had managed to maybe <coughs> lie about the fact that his sperm donation was being thrown away. Yeah. So he can't honestly know whether she's lying or not. Yeah. Because she... I'm assuming she won't do a... Uh, um, a fr- uh, paternity test. Yeah, yeah. Paternity, paternity test. Because it could be like Doogie Howser's. Yeah, it really could. Because Which we don't could know be really it. obvious after a while. Is that what we're yeah. enabling this episode? Doogie Howser's kid? <laughs> <laughs> um, but just... The fact that she, after she does all this, knowing that he's always wanted kids, then tells him, oh, I'm pregnant with your kid. So he, he's at first pissed off, like, I want to test, I want, and everything, and he ends up, he ends up staying with her, mm-hmm. after everything that she's put him through. And it's just, I, I don't know who could do that. Yeah, I mean, like, the movie's incredibly engrossing, it's just that, yes, there are very soapy elements yeah, to it, yeah. that I find ridiculous. So it's kind of, I'm still there, but a part of my mind is still recognizing that some of this is silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very true. So did, did uh, Andrew and Chance also see the film? No. No? So apparently you were just Googling for, for Ben Affleck at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do see his penis. You do see Ben Apparently I didn't Apparently it's something that Chance had Googled. It's like I'm not this. trying to throw that. I, I, was, I, was, I was waiting for it. Because I yeah, so it was that. <laughs> so no, I no, Kevin, Smith, yeah, Kevin Smith was freaking out about it. <laughs> yeah, we knew we knew it was coming, but I bumped the the pearl somebody, necklace. Somebody do an actual drum roll on the table here. Yeah, the, the pearl necklace again, um, splattering all. Of Are the we floor. losing or gaining viewers? Um, no, this is a callback to our, our Gotham pilot review. So uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, speaking of Gotham, I think that wraps up our Gone Girl review. Like we said, four stars. And no sunshine when she's gone. So, uh, she's gone way too long. No. <laughs> I think that's perfect. I'm going to stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> no, that's that's a joke nobody will understand. All right, uh, on to uh, on to Gotham, guys. Welcome back to the Kinderwepik show. Yeah, now with the two people that were not Still here water. before. Yep. Are they gonna introduce themselves? Oh, we they showed up. they showed up at the end of the last one. Did I they? guess they assumed that they were there once they heard them. Mm. Uh, well, they haven't said that like like clear yeah. as day. Yeah, it was just you. to test the levels. So <laughs> put an end to that malarkey. Wow, that yeah. was loud. Cool. So, welcome to kind of Epic's Beer Corner. Yeah. Uh, Again? We, we do it every Are week. you going to be like, oh, we're drinking beer. We don't have, have like musical beer. outros or intros for segments. Like, at least they make an attempt. When they feel awkward if they don't have some music for a corner. Well, they can sort of just make fun of it. Jeff just kind of plays music. Yeah. Well, we should use Sexy Sax Man as our Beer Corner music. Yeah. That's yeah, my um, <laughs> So, we've had Otis Redding and that now. Bleeding Gums murder. <laughs> 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 what's going on is uh, Marvin Gaye, he recorded that song after Otis had been dead this for three years. This guy is white, yeah. ultimate Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, no, tell, no. tell them what you're drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's what? try not to talk over each other. Williamsburg Nick Fury. So, uh, classic. 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 Still water artisanal. Yeah. Artisanal. Postmodern beer. Song. Is it is it a hipster beer? No. We actually passed up the hipster ale for the class. Was it called the hipster ale? It was Evil Twins Hipster Ale. There's also a hipster anti hipster beer. Yeah, we almost took a look at that. There's a force field around that didn't allow me to purchase the anti hipster beer. I was gonna say you you came from you returned back from the epicenter of hipster culture being Brooklyn. Yeah, I was in the cool part of Brooklyn though. Isn't that the coolest part of Brooklyn to be in? Yeah, I'm sure the uh, Orthodox <laughs> Jewish folks and uh, Chinese folks, uh, yeah, they're perfectly nice, but yeah, they're not very cool. They're pretty you just like, lost our entire listener base, they, man. They lock, they, uh, they lock camp. And, sorry. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I started to say... No! <laughs> I started to say like, and it came out like... They lock camp on... What the fuck does Camp Ant do with Brooklyn? <laughs> Didn't they all look fucking the, the, the tents outside? Oh, it's a boat. For those who don't know, the um, we went during Sukkot, which is a Jewish holy week, and there are Jewish people who live in Brooklyn, and possibly where you live, but they camp outside in a tent that is open air, and it's one of the most important uh, Jewish holidays. It's probably more important than uh, than uh, Hanukkah. Actually. Oh man, I was gonna say something. I don't want to say it now. Don't resist the urge. <laughs> if you filter yourself, but we watched the show at the same time. Exactly. The league, and in the league, everybody just refers to them as Jew forts. That's exactly yeah. what I did about to say. It's it's not us saying that. It's the league saying that. We're referencing something. We're referencing something. It's fair. We're referencing other racism. <laughs> No, it's not racist because like four of the it's five like people on the show Nazis, are Jewish. We're referencing other <laughs> I need a beer because of that. So, like on our last hey, episode, when I say that Watto's a Jew, that's not. No. What does that count as? Uh, Being an ignorant ass motherfucker. Well, I don't know. Well, he was. Highlighting fair. George Lucas's racism. racism. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe a better way to say that Watto was a Jew was. Maybe a better way to say it would be uh, 
one can read Watto as a Jewish caricature, caricature that one would find in like Nazi propaganda. Trip to the farm. You just earned a new a new level on untapped. Say something on badge. So this started as a beer corner. I don't know what it is now. It's um, it's beer drinking. <laughs> this is what happened. This is why I have been a proponent of not drinking beer on the podcast. But you want us to do a beer beer podcast? Yeah, doesn't make you, any sense, Gabe. It, it, I didn't say I had to be logically consistent. If, uh, if you're making the rules. Kind of epic show. One foot in the door, another foot in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that it'd be cool because there are, like, there's a lot to talk about here locally. I mean, you all of you work at breweries or a meadery, which that's is that some kind of a distillery? How does, what is, I what think is it is mead? classified as a distillery. Winery. Yeah, that's how they're classified as a winery. Yeah, yeah there's different state laws in regarding how it's So like I'm just saying, like, I would trust your opinion on, on alcohol more than I would trust the average person. Alcohol is terrible for you. That's my opinion. <laughs> Carrie yeah, said, uh, as mentioned, that we have far too many breweries in Indianapolis. <laughs> like, 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 like more a city of our size. She's Actually, uh, I'll point her to a new, I'll turn her to a Nouveau article that tells her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Please do. Uh, well, you write that well, one? Uh, her joke was that you know apparently there isn't anything better to do in Indianapolis besides a drink, which is true. <laughs> yeah. what, what Ask is the Bears how the last how their last Super Bowl went. What, what is inaccurate about any of these statements? Well, well uh, the article talks about how like uh, you know people think like you know this is a big. A big rise in breweries, you know. Uh, it just it's just a return to what it was before the Depression. Exactly, yeah. Seventeen um, percent of all federal revenue actually came from Fort Wayne distilleries alone, because before um, before they had the income tax, the progressive income tax, almost a hundred percent of federal revenue was derived from uh, taxes on on distilleries and on booze. That is part of the, what the Whiskey Rebellion was. So there, you got a history corner. lesson in beer corner. Beer, beer corner. Let's look yeah. up, man. Can we be honest, like, the reason that we, I don't know if we needed beer because we watched Gotham, or we had to have a beer. We were drinking beer before. We, yeah. So, well, like, actually, let's move on to this other beer that we have here. Oh, oh the Klingon Warnog. It's a, uh, I still don't know if it's the Warnog I have or not. It's a Roggen beer, uh, Dunkel, uh, Dunkelweizen, so, uh. Roggenbier means uh, rye beer in German. Uh, Dunkelweizen is a uh, uh, knuckles are like a dark type of dark wheat. Uh, Dunkelweizen uh, it uses a Munich uh, Munich style malt. Uh, so you know bounces out, bounces like you know some like the spiciness of like the the rye. Uh, you know gives it like you know kind of a sharp flavor. Uh, there's cloves uh, and uh, banana, which are you know pretty common when you have any German beer. Like you know your uh, Hefeweizen, your Dunkelweizen, they all have like yeah. The cloves, and and cloves and banana, and, like, and the taste. Just, that's the nature of the beer. Uh, you know, it's not, not, not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, Dunkel Bisons uh, are pretty tasty, and Hefe Bisons are really good summer beers. So Dunkel Bisons and Hefe Bisons. Hefe Bisons. So, um, so you've experienced beige to Canadian Klingons. I'm just I'm looking at this, and oh, I'm yeah, yeah, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I, told you, I told you they were from Canada. They also make a Vulcan and Romulan ale. So they it's, uh, they're Canadian. it's like you know, it's a, it's not quite a collaboration brew because then, like then there would be you know two uh, breweries listed on the bottle or can, uh, but uh, this you know licensed through it because uh, you can the federation the of federation beers. of beers.com. Yeah. Um, I tried this. I believe I, I'm just gonna say that yeah, this has got to be the same thing I had at Scotty's. So definitely not a, a style like you. Said. I think I was just wrong about what type of beer it was. But the packaging is exactly the same, and it's awesome. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I had it, and I had it with company. It is a pretty good beer. Here, let me let me. I read think it was you really the, uh, It was yeah, very yeah, yeah. Let me read you the 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 description on the can. 
The spicy rye flavor of victory will pair perfectly with Heart of Targ on your Day of Honor. The smell of Earth Clove will pry you from your motlock. Fill your next grail of Kalas with Warlock. Beige! <laughs> I'm pretty sure Prepare that's... to experience beige. <laughs> Supposed to be Matt my, my favorite, my favorite thing about the the beige reference is that you showed that board game to an actual Klingon, yeah, or at least on the show uh, when we had Tony Todd uh, when we met him, which he was just fun to hang out with. But we he showed him the the board game because actually Tony was going to buy it if David hadn't, because <laughs> he got that for ten bucks, right? Yeah, we awesome. and we tried to play it. We tried to play it in the basement at we David's did. house. We did play it. We succeeded in playing it. We failed in recording it properly, yeah. which was not David's fault. So one of these days, you will in fact experience beige with all of us. I almost did that because I had to claw under the table here, and I... You I'm, almost experienced yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know why... I'm he almost gave David a blumpkin. <laughs> so I've tweeted, I've tweeted the photos, but yeah, our recording space, uh, we're just doing this at David's uh, apartment, is a little bit smaller than before, but at the same time, a lot less cluttered. You want to do a power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. recording space. Uh, Alright, and that is Beer Corner, guys. That is Beer Corner. <laughs> beer corner. You, know, you know what is awesome about this? You now have editing tools, so you can actually timestamp and you say beer corner, and then it'll actually have a link within the episode description. Yeah, it's actually not a bad idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> so timestamps like Gotham, timestamp beer corner, timestamp Gone Girl, timestamp. I'll let you do that. Because I, I played around with it. Yeah. So I'll let you do that. I'm going to hit stop to cue the beer corner music. Maybe, maybe. There we there go. go. Carmen Har- doesn't have that whole corner thing, like, copyrighted, right? Because I think Miles Davis would have issues, even though he's dead. <laughs> I think anybody would have issues. Yeah, you can't copyright the corner. <laughs> Not unless you're in Baltimore. Idris Elba permanently. And as I told you... Do you think Idris Elba ever visits Baltimore? <laughs> like, just Baltimore. like, territory. I own this town. Any, anywhere. You do not anymore. anymore. It's probably tra- it's probably traumatic to return to the place of your death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, is um, it fair to, before before you move on? Is it fair to say like The Wire and Breaking Bad are your two favorite shows of all time? Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not sure if I would put Breaking Bad up there. I enjoyed it. I'm not sure if I would ever say it's my favorite show. There's a, but there's The Wire a, is hands down the best thing I've seen anything. There's I mean, a sec- like any. It is the best thing. There's a Family Guy <laughs> joke that made me think of this because you even referenced Breaking Bad when you were talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> but like there's a Family Guy segment where he's Peter's looking at the computer and says I've never watched Breaking Bad <laughs> and then he turns it on and then his eyes go wide and he's being hypnotized and there's just somebody from AMC saying only talk about this show and possibly The Wire these are the greatest shows on television thank you <laughs> yeah. so anyway uh, other, uh, another show that's on television possibly the greatest show on television right? got them at least this is the most entertaining. <laughs> this is the most entertaining show I've had watching together with you guys before. Got them city. <laughs> city of justice. City. Can you can you do a, Can you do a beer corner? City R. Kelly claims that he's responsible for the birth of every child after like 1995, and you guys are propagating this rumor by singing his we were, fucking we were music. We were born before 1995, so yeah, yeah time is uh, linear. I, my, my first introduction to R. Kelly was um, Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe Did, I can fly. Have I told a story about meeting R. Kelly on 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 kind of epic, or will I be? I will get the you space met R. Kelly. Yeah. 
Did he pee on you? No, 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 no. No, but seriously, seriously, at the theater where we worked, because David can vouch for this, like, celebrities would occasionally show up because we had an IMAX. Uh. And if they were on tour, they'd park their tour bus up front and they'd be like, dude, we gonna go watch The Dark Knight. And that's what happened. Dave Matthews did it. R. Kelly did it. R. Kelly was with some badass boxers and um, had a very large entourage. Um, one of those people had broken their arm, and so he needed assistance to get his... Uh, he needed assistance to bring his stuff into the theater. And so what had happened was, I had grabbed the Mellow Yellow, which is the apparently the drink of choice for R. Kelly, and I am not sure. <laughs> so I had to escort the Mellow Yellow into the theater for R. Kelly to view The Dark Knight. And that is my R. Kelly story. I do not know how racist that was. Um, every bone in my body is aching right now. But I... <laughs> I will get over it. Didn't Danny Granger sometimes frequent that theater? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, I never, I never knew it was Danny. But yeah, yeah. I never saw him. That's I never was like, mm, "You're really tall. I bet you play for the Pacers." I, that just <laughs> never went through my head. So I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have known what Danny did Granger you see looked him? like. I just heard about it after oh, the fact. Oh, Tony Dungy. Um, we had Dungy. You were there when Dungy was there, right? Uh, the opening of the yeah, IMAX opening of IMAX. We all got kicked out. Like they kicked out most of the regular employees. <laughs> I was working at side concession stand, so I just saw everybody go by. None of them were stopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this. We've, we've had beer corner. We've had some R. Kelly. <laughs> we've had we've had a little bit of an origin story. We talk about the fact that we all worked. Most of us worked at the movie theater, and most of us now work at breweries. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they know this. Yeah, after two and a half years the recap. Yeah. After two I feel like we need a reintroduction podcast. at some point because we gotta have some new listeners at, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew finds that really amusing. He's like, new people that would listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Just what? do a three second loop. He's like, how much of this can I get with. Uh, it's 15 seconds, by the way. We're allowed to show up to 15 seconds for fair use, so please don't fuck our Cali over. If, if anybody can figure out what song so this is in 15 seconds, I'll be is this, is this your John Mulaney, uh, What's New Pussycat story? I feel like you should just skip ahead to the part where he says Gotham City and just play that every once in a while. I If you couldn't tell, we're attempting to discuss this week's episode of Gotham Gotham on Fox. (laughs) But much like during the show, we're having a hard time to say it in our laughter. Uh, This may have been the funniest Uh, scripted crime drama I've watched since, um, since I think David threw it out there, Life on Mars or Ashes to Ashes. Oh, Nixon uh, Watergate tapes are also pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, do you want to go around the table, guys? The wire's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanna, I'm, I, Andrew was the most quiet uh, during the, the show, so I kind of want to hear your opinion. What, do you, what did you think of uh, episode three of Gotham, Andrew? That's your first sw- episode that you've seen, right? No, 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 no we watched watch a pilot together, remember? No. You told me Admittedly, I don't remember. Long <laughs> <laughs> draws, huh? You are you are all intending to get me fired, as I think. Um, <laughs> I, I think the biggest weakness of this TV show is it really it's kind of schizophrenic. Uh, well, it kind of feels like the it's a, Batman show mixed with a crime drama. Like it's, yeah, it's like it's it doesn't it's having tonal issues. I think like mm-hmm. where the 
the you know the hard boiled uh, you know detective crap doesn't really mesh well with you know the scenery chewing of the penguin and uh, fish. No, 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 wife. The the penguin chews sandwiches, murder sandwiches, yes, murder sandwiches. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I, not as bad as I thought it was gonna be, but yeah, it's. I think it's just okay. You well, laughed your it, ass off because <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Well, yeah, in yeah, some yeah. Part. That's the thing is that I I think it could be better. I think it could be a hell of a lot better. You want more of a straight edge? Yes. <laughs> you, physically, you physically cringe, not like theoretically. He or does like, that all the time, anyways. <laughs> You should have seen how often he was doing it in Gone Girl. And he gave it four stars. <laughs> this I would give four stars too. Uh, Missing I mean, one thing that's Ben Affleck's one second <laughs> thing was shot. But, uh, I mean, it, there are portions of the show that I really like, and then there are portions of the show where I'm like, uh... So what, what do you like about Gotham? Well, I like Gordon and Bullock. Yeah. I think their partnership works really well. I think they're both really well-drawn characters. But, you know, they're the cops. They're kind of what I want to see. Yeah. It's when they start introduce. Well, I mean, even, like, the mob stuff is sort of overdone. Dick Tracy-ish? Well, yeah, Fish Mooney, like, uh, Carmine Falcone's fine. Yeah. It's, you know, Fish Mooney's, like, really over the top. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of her as She's actually might be my favorite part of the show. Really? She and Bullock are my favorite part of the show, and their dynamic together, I love... Like, I feel like they're in the same show. I feel like Gordon and Falcone are in a different movie or a different show. And they just, like, somehow these parallel universes have crossed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm agreeing with Andrew. Andrew's using the perfect verb. This show is schizophrenic. I mean, they talk about Arkham, but clearly the writers... The, ne- never... the next episode is entitled Arkham. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think the writers need to visit, is all I'm saying. They got some mental health issues. David, would you like to use a different bottle opener? Why is it? I don't know. There you go. No? Okay. <laughs> no? We've got, no? We've got metal on metal scraping sounds and snorting. This is so appealing to our David, listeners. David, David's fucking David. Okay. Okay, I got you it. it. You got, got it. it. Okay, let me see it. it. Can I see David, it? Like David, watching a high schooler trying David, to David, pick David, a bra yeah. off. What? Um, what? But yeah, I mean, like, the conceit behind this week's episode. Conceit? You've been saying too many Klingon words, David. <laughs> the uh, uh, the balloon vigilante. Balloon man. Kind of cheesy. Balloon yeah, man is bad. the name yeah. of this episode. I, I, I think it's really funny when the body fell from the sky. Yeah. Splat. Splat <laughs> on top of an old lady. Can we can we say the old lady actually says oi before before being murdered by a falling uh, a I, falling I think cop? There were cartoon sound effects in the episode. Mm. It's just a really uh, weird uh, uh, that they would do a whole hour long episode dedicated to a. Minor Robin Hitchcock and the Egyptians college radio hit. <laughs> Balloon Man. I, I got you. Yeah. But, it, it, <laughs> I don't know, and there are certain things where I sort of liked how they were setting up Batman in the first episode. Yeah. And now it's a little weird. Like, now you can sort of make the weird connection that Batman was inspired by a guy killing people with balloons. Balloon yeah. Man. Nice. Well, well, we also didn't talk about last week's episode, which we could still comment on. Selena. Oh, yeah. Selena. I didn't like that one either, really. Yeah. The, I, bad I, guys the bad guys were cheesy. The bad yeah, guys were super cheesy. Oh, I love that, though. I love super cheesy, happy, smiley girl no. from The Happening. Fuck that. With the pin. I don't know how they got her on the show. Like, she's not an A-lister, but she's not, a, like, a C-lister. Well, how'd they get Jada Pinkett Smith on the show? I don't think she's working that much. She's tired yeah. of reading Jaden's tweets. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's well, a I welcome mean, well, no, well, oh, oh, She had just done that show Hawthorne, and it's not like she's up familiar no. with television. I suppose so. 
Did you guys see that Jaden Smith is on the new Gambino mixtape? No. <laughs> I haven't listened to it all I think yet. he's near the end of it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to listen to it, and it'll be about as bad as the Tina Fey one. Okay, like a joke? <laughs> <Or at> least, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> what if it's really good? I've, I've listened to Jaden Smith's raps, because yeah. Hollywood Babylon's made fun of him a few times. Okay. <laughs> he, he's not a good rapper. I well, we saw we saw Damien Brown live. He's not a good rapper. And I don't mind he's him on. I don't. I don't mind him <laughs> on the last mixtape. I don't like listening to that man. Mm. Is that the guy who to recount like what's the ep- we'll have to find the episode number and put it in the episode notes? But you talk about the review of your uh, of your childish Gambino experience in Chicago, and it involved like some shirtless guy getting into an argument. Yeah. He made my night. Yeah, he jumped into the, <laughs> the some, fucking crowd like, and starts a fist fight with teenagers. It was awesome. Yeah, some assholes like I guess one of them got up on their shoulders yeah. and mooned them. Yeah, and then he came down. And Hon- honestly, this one's probably not up on Podomatic anymore. Yeah, sadly. it might not be. Yeah. It's all right. Coke was flying out of his hair. Permed like <laughs> ten inches of lush, curious permed hair with coke so, powder uh, just dropping out as he was did bouncing we, his way through the crowd. Do we have to put our names in these episodes? <laughs> so, so, so Gotham. Gotham guys. Gotham guys. Uh, Danny Brown could I, play a character in Gotham. Actually, actually David, because he's cartoony. Yeah, because he's pretty cartoony. But, uh, David's the only one who hasn't had his opinion shown yet. Oh, thanks Gotham. for caring about my opinion, Gabe. Well, Jesus fuck. Well. Oh shit! I did this on the panel too. I completely forgot about one of the Miller Time guys. That's why we don't get celebrities on our panels. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you? What well, do you guys? I like it. I, um, sometimes the the dialogue. From some characters, like I don't like Fish Movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think she's the weakest, more like the weakest link on so the show. Weird. I love. I, I really love her do. Character. But I, I think the Penguin is perfect. Yeah, I, I think he's. When I think of the Penguin, I think of, like he's fits to me. Yeah, he, a lot, he's a lot better than like Danny Glover or Danny Glover. <laughs> I watch Danny Glover's Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mel Gibson is. <laughs> Joker, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. That's not my grave, Batman. What I'm doing? Just throw me in the trash. Um, yeah, okay, Danny DeVito was super, like, cartoony. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think this is drawn back enough. And, I mean, he has his quirks. And I like it. I like the character development because, I mean, he's probably had the most character development on the show so far. Can I ask a question, though? He's physically deformed. It's hard for him to walk around. He can only, like, shuffle. How is he so good at murdering everybody on this show who are physically able? He looks like a little... He's slimy. He's... It's Polish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He likes sandwiches. I thought that was the next logical descriptor. This is going to be the next, wow. the next uh, lost pilot episode. <laughs> we keep on making racial comments. Yeah, I pointed out at the podcasting panel. It's not that it's not that um, there that David said anything, but like Andrew's brother. My God. <laughs> um, but I, I don't. <laughs> No one, no one um, can listen to this show. I'm using two seconds of this. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's bad that I laugh while I'm watching it. Like I am enjoying myself yeah. and laughing, but not at, not at points where it? I think they want me to laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's just there are parts well, of it that I find kind of cheesy you know, in a good way. I, I, I like Agents of Shield, but it's cheesy in a horrible way. 
and it doesn't like I, I don't know. It kind of bugs me when Agents of Shield is like super cheesy. Except when they have. Except a, when it's Coulson making. Yeah. Well, yeah, series. and it's also. I mean, honestly, I, I, I mean, I, I, I just went through a shit ton of Agents of Shield yeah. yesterday. I honestly don't think it's been cheesy for a good long while. Yeah. It could use more. It became better when they added the Marvel cheese. Like my favorite element, uh, my favorite moment in Shield. How far have you got? I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Um, it's exploding. Um, what, what is his name? Exploding. Oh, Chance hasn't watched it. Um, never so mind that. Chance plans on watching it. There's a funny explosion, and yes. it may or may not be a main character. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is entertaining, but I mean, good. I don't know. I like um, Agents of Shield. It's cheese. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost part of the world. Part and, of the time. And, and, and it's also. I mean, that world is set up. It's yeah. established. Gotham still yeah. hasn't actually figured out what the fuck it is yet. And it's only three episodes in. We gotta be fair about that, too. Yeah. yeah. The thing that has bothered me, has bothered nobody else at this table, is that they have so many people from the from the, the rogues gallery in every episode. This well, trust is, me. It likes to shit out of me, too. I'm just ignoring it, because it... It's the least of your concerns. To a certain degree, yeah. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. Honestly, it doesn't actually make sense but whatever yeah and everybody's tied into the wayne murder that's the thing that bugs me okay the only recurring villains in this was penguin and catwoman and And falcone and fish well they they have to be in every episode in the same way that the the detectives have to be in well then i guess i should expand it not to say just the rogues gallery but like characters in gotham period like, I worry that there's not enough room for character development for everything. Like, I was amazed that we got the character development for Barbara, but, like, she doesn't seem so much a character as, as the um, as the detective is a character. She's an established DC superhero. She's an established DC superhero, yeah. to be fair. But They're actually doing Renee Montoya very well. Right she's, she's getting a lot of screen time, so but then she's... Well. Essentially, Barbara is just sitting there as a love interest for two of your yeah. main protagonists, She's completely shallow, hollow because she and she's and to be fair, she's only had like five minutes combined screen time over three episodes. Mm-hmm. But all of that, one of them has been. I mean, almost all of it has been kissing. <laughs> I mean, it's not. So, I mean, so you're losing. You're losing a, a female character at the expense of building up a much, probably a much more uh, fully fleshed out one. I guess I don't yeah. know. It's not a match. Montoya's probably. She's gonna be around for the whole time. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Her and Christmas Allen were in the the, the Gotham Central comic I mentioned yeah. earlier. They're yeah. One of the Sure, and I mean he's well. He did become the spirit for a while. I the Spectre. Spectre. That's what I meant. Uh, did the balloon man guy look like the spirit for a second with that freaking uh, <laughs> his getup? I mean, it I looked guess, like the shadow. Yeah, it looked like I, the shadow. I I shadow too, yeah. The black trench. Coat he had a bandana yeah. over his mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing I again going back to the cheese and Gotham, I kind of find it uh, kind of akin to like uh, the Batman or like the sixties Batman TV show. Going back to the. Uh, even like the comic strips, you know, like the old 40, 40s comic strips in a way. Spiritual sequel or spiritual successor, you think, in a way? Well, just more of a true to the, the universe in a way. Uh, true to the history of the universe. I, uh, I don't know. Well, that's causing David well, again to grow It's just that Batman is a character who's been around for 75 yeah. years now. They've yeah. been open to so many different... Well, interpretations. I, I hope they're not all like you that. You don't have to make your thing cheesy for it no. to be Batman or, no, or for it to be Gotham no, you City. Don't. Uh, you really don't. But coming from the Super Dark Dark Knight trilogy, I think it, it makes sense to lighten it up a little bit. 
chance. I feel like it's been not. It doesn't have a dark tone to it, but it's definitely not. Murder has been funny. That's different than. Yeah, there's crisis. there's been a. The, it's been very heavy on the murder, and some of them are comedic, like the penguin stabbing people for food and. <laughs> Things like, but then there are other times where it's kind of gruesome, like when that body. I mean, it, it might be funny to think, "Oh my God, there's a body falling from a weather balloon and it smashes a lady." But in reality, that guy just collided at terminal velocity with an old woman and turned her into jelly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you see that, and on you the see street. their bodies laying on the ground. You and see this the is, jelly yeah, on the this street. Is Monday Night Fox, and they like, and his wife is getting stoned in their living room, and the the cop comes in and just says, "Are you high?" And she continues to smoke. And I these things are going on on air. Not on, only that, but it's a woman kissing. Yeah, and then it, yeah, then it turns into a pseudo sexual scene. I mean, there's a visual, there's a metaphor there that she's getting high while a villain is is dragging people to their deaths in balloons. Yeah, there's there's definitely something to be yeah, said there. But yeah, sure. at the time, I was just like, no way, she's smoking weed on TV, and then there's a lesbian kiss, and everybody is okay with this. Did you see in the second episode Penguin's lair in the trailer park? Oh, that was in the trailer. In the trailer has like has has curse words on it. Like bitch was all over there. That stupid bit. Essentially, like he's calling fish Mooney. Like he doesn't say fish Mooney. Like on his little web of crime, it's bitch, bitch. It's like repeatedly. You know, going to the second episode, there was getting to see his mother. I I thought it was definitely a departure because I'm used to. The Cobblepots being this uh, established Gotham family. Oh, yeah, that annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah. Because, I mean... Uh, but in this one, he mentioned that his father, so I think that maybe his father was a significant significant well, figure in some way. I don't know. I mean, it's not the interpretation of her, the, the family that bugs me. It's the fact that her, her character seems so much like a Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, uh, like character just oh. in look and the way she spoke and, and everything I actually, it's another one of those things where the tonal issue comes up where actually, huh. it, it, it's too much like some of the bad guys some of the dialogue is too much like those 90s Batman I actually thought she was a departure because like making it an immigrant story and then that's a reason for like the kind of and to a certain extent the, the particular sense of fashion the, the idea of like or whatever he'd been saying it wrong the whole time or whatever mm-hmm. and um, the idea of coming from nothing like which seems to be playing up for the uh, the crime drama aspect <laughs> of it why somebody goes into a crime fal- family like Falcone says like um, the two pillars of the community are the Falcone family and the Wayne family and he's not saying that like he's not saying that at all ironically yeah. and then in this episode again um, the other crime boss what is it Maroonie Maroney. Uh, Maroney is again talking about ethnic and class stories. He's talking about, oh, you're Italian. Um, you had a word that was uh, not so nice to <laughs> say about that. But, but, um, but yeah, they were, they were talking about identity, about class, and these things. They're doing it in, in a comic book like fashion, but I don't think it's as ham fisted as a Schumacher movie. No, I, don't think, no I don't know if that's a fair comparison. Yeah. I think she's just a crazy actress. I, I love. I like, again, they're giving people material to chew on, they're chewing on the scenery, and I, I, I kind of like that. I don't. I don't know how I feel. I just feel like it doesn't fit overall. It's like a bad jigsaw puzzle that's not coming together in the right way. I still yeah. laugh my butt off and really enjoy it though. I do. I feel hesitant about it as well. Like I said, it makes me laugh at times, and I am enjoying it for the most part. But I, I do have some hesitation about how it's going to progress. If it's yeah, going to progress. Mean, 
No hesitation about Bullock. I think we're 100% on Bullock being an awesome character. Yeah, but he doesn't yeah, need yeah, any yeah. character development. His <laughs> character is about where it should and like, be. Like I said when we were watching, it's definitely reminiscent of like Gene Hunt, you know, and, or like Ashes to Ashes and Life on Mars. And you beat a dude up for a burrito. The line that made everybody die laughing is like the, uh, you kill a financier, okay. You kill a cop, that's a job hazard. Yeah. <laughs> I just I feel as if like allowing the cheesiness to take place it delegitimizes the show. Like I don't feel it's gonna age well in any manner. Mm. I don't know if I it mean, has to though. I feel as if to a certain degree they're not taking the material seriously enough for it to work in the long term. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I could I could see that well, four or five years down the road. But then again, it's still early. It's still finding its identity. Because, I mean, look how long it took S.H.I.E.L.D. to find its identity or what it was going to become. You mean 20 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say about 8 is fair. Yeah. Once I, like, once, I, I'm assuming it's when they probably came back from, like, winter break or something. And had time to hear the reaction. Yeah, and the show got really good. The show. Mm. How are you not distracted by that Link figure over Oh, there. you weren't here the last uh, time yeah, the yeah. three of us recorded and they spent an hour playing with them and doing all kinds of weird sex poses with them. <laughs> so you should tweet that shit, Gabe. Where I, I did last week. <laughs> yeah, you got a picture of it. Super um, Sex Brothers. <laughs> I feel like we're getting more legit as a podcast and as doing so. I don't know if we're getting like more profane. Smash Brothers porn is not profane. <laughs> um... It's hentai, it's hard. We're signing a contract potentially on, like, Wednesday, guys. And so I feel like if this episode goes up before then, I will be so happy. It's going up tonight. It's going up tonight. It's going up tonight. I'll edit this tonight. It's going down tonight. So this will be on tonight. I will laugh so hard if, like, we sign the papers and then they listen, they watch this episode, or listen to this episode next week. And they're like, hey, I'm about that contract. Clearly they made a follow-up joke. Yeah. Get black light in here. It looks like a fucking Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> uh, you got my dick message. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So it's thirteen episodes. You know. Sixteen. Sixteen. <gasps> Wally. He emerges he again. Oh. Okay, just he's a, like uh, Andrew's looking at me. We're talking about a cat. He's gonna eat me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that my, is my, not a yeah. cat. That is a grand lion. Yeah. <laughs> you see the way he struts with that fluff? I hate Mondays. <laughs> it's like watching I, I Terry Crews in slow mo where all his shit ripples. No, no, that's not Garfield. That's Glazorpazorp fell. <laughs> I'm giving my damn enchiladas, you, you dirty, you uh, milk toast, you white guilt. <laughs> is this a Dan Harmon um, reference? Yeah, it's uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, I haven't watched that it. That comes out on Blu-ray Tuesday. Rick oh, Steve Minutes. Like tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Rick and, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty 100 years. Rick and Morty forever. Rick and Morty. All right. Uh, All right. So we, we may be launching a new like animation segment thing. So I feel like Rick and Morty has to be a part of that now. In addition to like Korra. And, like, oh, hot cheese, Rick! Um, yes. Back on to the, uh, the, the time. I mean, we, I feel like it needs... The, it's still finding its identity and it will eventually... Comfortable with what it is. Our podcast hasn't found an identity in three years. What's to say a show can find it in three I episodes? Think we have, though. Our identity is we have no identity. <laughs> <laughs> it's the We're enigma. 
was a kind of epic. You know? Uh, but, you know, you're complaining about all the villains being in it. I just but, it feels weird to me. It feels like, I mean, this, the phrase I've heard yeah. is 15 pounds of story in a 10-pound bag. Um, that's kind of like being in a tank suit. Like, okay, if they focus on, okay, th- this season will be the Penguin. Now, the penguin. if, like, for some reason in that, they decide to make the Riddler go bad, then I might be upset. Dick. You know, if they make Enigma snap You early. guys know that that got picked up, right? <laughs> we hope so. Like, but if they, they take the time... And have them in it, but take time to develop them into those villains. I have no issue with it. I I just don't. I just feel like for the pilot they probably had to do it, or they felt like they had they, to do they it. They established a world. Like Arrow, Arrow did that suddenly. Like they were like, okay, here's Deathstroke's mask, uh, yeah. and an arrow through it. Here's um. I mean, yeah, we saw Deathstroke. We thought it was Deathstroke. Yeah. Until all of a sudden he actually showed up. Yeah. Ooh. So you defy <laughs> expectations by not only do you use all of the code names for Deathstroke's alternate identity, but you have Deathstroke murder Deathstroke. That was pretty screwed up, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, so that gives you like you if you're able to play on the expectations of the fan or of the comic book fan or even just of the pop culture fan, mm-hmm. I think that's better than what we're doing here, where it's just like oh, even I know who that guy is. Like for the audience, like. Oh, oh, that guy's going to be the Riddler? No, I don't think there's anybody who's not well, surprised or has their expectations challenged in any way. But what what if he never goes bad for the show? What if he's all... I mean, there's a good portion of the, the history that... He's, mm, I don't know. I would argue what's the point of having him, then. I mean, if you're going to put him in yeah. there, then he needs to go through some sort of arc. Yeah. He's an important enough, important enough character to the mythos that yeah. if you're going to put him in there, he needs to do something. Yeah. You know, my my concern is the age of all the villains. You know, they're that all they're so much older. Than they're Bruce. so much older. Which I mean, it works with characters like uh, the Penguin. Mm-hmm. You know, it can work. Riddler, okay, he looks like he might be in his early twenties, so ten years ain't bad. Yeah. You know, ten, even even Penguin, okay, ten fifteen years ain't bad. I mean, I have friends in their thirties, and you know, I mean, it, it's not that big of a difference. Um, yeah, none of us are in crime fighting shape. <laughs> no, no. They're going to be introducing another villain next week. Uh, with, yeah. And I Are could. They introducing them to you? We, yeah. could, we couldn't tell, but it's, Fish Mooney was interviewing some new girl, and she says, "I need a weapon." I'm going to guess. Po- well, no, we already we've already seen Ivy. Right. She's a little kid. Could yeah. could it be Harley Quinn? No, no. Max no. Zeus. Uh, that would be awesome. Zeus uh, <laughs> could work for this. But it was a here. it was a girl. Um, Probably new for the show. The creator, that could be the creator said that they well, will it's not, not like there's been a balloon guy in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe there was, and we just don't know. It might, what if it's from like super golden age Batman? Well, that's the thing is, I would love it if they were able to pull like people that I that we have no like, association with. Yeah, I mean, like, it's if a you, possibility. If you pull out like the uh, the golden age villains, like uh, to me, that seems interesting. Yeah. Arrow did a good job of that, not of like golden age villains necessarily, but just like of pulling people out of the rogues gallery that we may not have had this yeah. big cultural association with. And then you build up a character. I don't see why DC has got to feel like they have to play with the the best toys in the toy box first, as if that that's going to make any... I, I feel like it's setting the bar artificially high, so that any new villain that is introduced or any... I mean, like, Balloon Man was ridiculous intentionally. I don't think that that was meant to stick around more than an episode. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you have a story arc in the next season that isn't relying upon anybody that you've introduced this first season, where do you build to? Who do you grab? Like, what, what is the new toy in the toy box? I just don't 
see it. I don't see the room for, for growth with, maybe, with that formula. Maybe well, their fear is that they don't establish a realistic version, like a realistic vision of Gotham uh, to begin with. Yeah. You get the show and you get one <laughs> or two characters yeah. that are recognizable to the general audience, and then you just throw in all these villains that nobody recognizes. Your fanboys potentially lose interest because they're not seeing enough of familiarity in the show. Yeah, but I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Like, for me and David, and I'm not that much of a Batman fanboy, David certainly has read more. It annoys you. annoys totally. me. So it annoys, a, annoys a regular viewer and annoys a fanboy at the same time. I'm a Batman fanboy. It's not insane. So, it's not 100%, but it can. The fact that it can have this effect, I, I worry. Well, I, I see it like, okay, you're, you're super worried you know, uh, I forget where I was going to go with this. <laughs> I just lost my well, you're not, Essentially, you're not worried because you don't. You feel like Penguins, it's okay for Penguin to be in the episode because you feel he's the overarching villain. For, for at least... So you feel like well, he's going to I, knock I think, off Mooney. I, I feel the ri- he'll rise to power at the, end of this ep- or at the end of the season. He'll take out Mooney, get his payback, then we don't have to deal with her anymore, thank God. <laughs> I and love then, her, though. Then, <laughs> you're, 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 you're alone in that. What about um, her backless dresses, man? Every episode um, so far, backless dresses. And then, I'm very proud of her back muscles. I'm proud of them shits, too. Shit. He said, Penguin's basically saying a war is coming. It'll create, uh, again, a crime vacuum, and I think we'll get more of that inner gang crime drama uh, after, like, after he takes power. How do you feel about the suit montage and then getting called a hero in the, in the span of a minute? And do you think that that is more of an influence than Balloon Man on on the formation of Batman? Mm. Because we see uh, Gordon getting suited Gordon, up. Gordon used a, a line from Doctor Who in this. I never would. <laughs> uh, what was that? Uh, with the taco, not the taco thing, uh, the, uh, the fish people. Mm-hmm. With the doctor's daughter. Yeah. I don't remember the fish the, um, I remember oh, the I know who they are but I can't remember yeah. the name I fuck I lost my train of thought he's like now if you, you made a Breaking Bad reference I would have <laughs> yeah, got right. on that <laughs> you can talk I, about I, I like to oh, oh, I was thinking like any any sort of I don't know questions towards Batman on this show so far ever since the last episode when they did the, the metal yeah he's listening to heavy metal he's Drunk. drawing emo pictures on his fucking notebook. Cutting himself and Darkness! Exactly. I instantly said that to him. parents! Yeah, it's like that undercuts anything that you're trying to do with Batman because a part of me is just like, you should not have allowed that. I had seen Nobody should have allowed that. No. You can so make fun. I kind of liked it. What about Batman pissing himself? Just because you can make a Lego joke. Exactly. Exactly. I'm wondering if they were like self-aware of that. Because they're like, do you think people... No. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't give them that much... What, what if they use the actual Lego songs? <laughs> then they would be embarrassing. <laughs> so what... What, like Batman oh. forms a garage band? Yeah. Starts writing lyrics for... <laughs> Cat, Cat is in the band as well. She's the drummer. Right. It's, it's, uh, no, it's totally Scott yeah. Pilgrim. Ivy, who is Ivy? Unless... Ivy must be the bassist. <laughs> No, she's a drummer. She can be uh, uh, from Crash and the Boys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is that your old boy too? Uh, you know, one thing that I think is uh, maybe overlooked in the show. I like its timelessness. 
you know, all the TVs are old. Um, I think you don't just see going any, for Chicago. You don't see any. <laughs> you don't see any uh, technology besides the occasional flip phone. You know, there's nothing that really stands out that places it in a date. Yeah, I, like none of the detectives actually really seem to have computers on their yeah. desk, yeah. which is interesting. I I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I wish they had made it a period drama because it, it, it I kind don't. of is. If they, yeah. they could have made it a '90s period drama, and I would be fine with that, like '90s computers. And Grunge stuff. Batman. And also, by the way, I'm sorry, but the cheese factor would fit the '90s so well that it would not even be funny. It would be hilarious. It would be great social commentary because the '90s were the cheesiest decade of them all. People didn't shower. I, 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 I really, I think that's one of the highlights of the show because if they wanted, I mean, it could be a, a stand-in for like a early developmental of Ben Affleck's Batman. You know, if they wanted to go that way, because there's no time period, there's no that set would, time. That would probably set. I mean, the dude has an iPhone. If we're honest. So, yeah, that's probably setting it in, like, 2030 or something, or 20, because you're supposed to be older, grizzled Batfleck. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. It, it could work, because it's not set in any time period. All the examples of technology are dated at least, at least with the phone technology, 10 years, 10, 15 I, years. Almost. I gotta say, I did love seeing a CRT, CRT TV on, the, on, a, on a hot dog stand. <clears throat> Do you think they're going more Gotham, Chicago, or Gotham, New York? Because I feel I see New York. York. They're filming New York. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of New York. I feel like it's, the skyline is a bit. I feel more Chicago than New York vibe because a he drives off into fields. Um, the penguin, you can mm. see the silhouette of it in the background, and I do not see an ocean. Yeah. I feel it feels Midwest to me. It yeah, feels gritty in Chicago. I feel like it's an amalgam. It's, I feel like it's kind of both cities. Um, show um, come back next week when we'll have more reviews for you and I forget where I was going with this I was, uh, I was trying to do something there and it didn't quite work you, you can you find just, us on Twitter at kind of epic show wait, you can find you David at David underscore to, so you can turn it up really quick kind of press play again <laughs> oh, oh okay you should have just left it going oh well I was trying to do this like have, have it in the background and say something like yeah. really like so like Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. You just listen to another episode kind of every show. Be sure to tune in next week. What is it with every 90s R&B song having that... We are going to get that... Is that that symbol? That's, uh... I can't think of it. I think it's on, like, Pony, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, guys. Uh, This has been fun. I'm David West. I'm David Gilman. This is Burt Ward. (gasps) Adam West. (laughs) 
And this has been somebody who may lose his job if he wants to find out about this episode. No one's going to care. And uh, Gabriel Canada. On Twitter as well. Um, just in case you were wondering, that was R. Kelly uh, from Gotham, Gotham City. You can find it on iTunes. We'll provide a link in the da- in the comments. Was this in a, a, a Batman movie in the 90s? Yes, Batman and Robin. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Bat- Batman Forever, Batman and Robin was the Smashing Pumpkins. No. No, you're, switching, you're okay. switching them. Well, no, 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 no. Actually, you may be right. I think it's both Smashing Pumpkins and R. Kelly. Yeah, Seal was Batman Forever. Yeah. Okay, is that a stranger combination? And then two was Batman Forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's two. It kissed me deadly. Yeah. God. Tainted wow. the flavor of that movie just yeah. now a little bit. <laughs> this has been an episode about weird combinations. So Neil Patrick Harris and Tyler Perry and Smashing Pumpkins and R. Kelly. Smashing and R. Kelly. Batman and Robin. And Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Buttman and Throck. This this has definitely been a kind of epic show. Yep. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.